0: Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> You've heard me make many references in previous videos to the church year, liturgical calendar, and other things related to the worship practices of the Confessional Lutheran Church. Today, we're in this new series, we're gonna look at word a word that defines a season of the church year, a season that we're about to enter, the season of Advent. The term Advent comes to us From Latin. It was adopted from the Latin word adventus, which means coming slash arrival. The Latin term was a translation of the Greek word parousia. And there is a wrinkle to this term of coming arriving. For the Greek word that is the origin for the use of the word advent in the New Testament is a term used for the second coming of Christ. Interesting twist, isn't it? But it also ties into the reason why the church commemorates the season of Advent. Because Advent is one of the, of the preparatory seasons of the church year. It consists of the four Sundays before the day of Christmas. Advent is a time of preparing and awaiting the first coming of Christ. A time to reflect on the person and work of Jesus, and how he came into our world. Our readings from the Gospels echo this, although they can be a bit of a shock, and can't seem to kind of mesh that well. For instance, the first Sunday of Advent this year will have an interesting Gospel reading. Matthew 21, verses 1 through 11, which takes place towards the end of our Lord's earthly life. It is his triumphal entry into Jerusalem and kicks off Holy Week. But it also serves as a great reminder of why Jesus comes. To experience the events of Holy Week for us and for our salvation. That second Sunday kind of gets more into that theme of anticipating and per- <clears throat> anticipating and awaiting the coming of Christ, and that the second Sunday is always the ministry of St. John the Baptist. This year's gospel reading for that Sunday comes in Matthew 3, verses 1-12. through It is the work of the prophet to fulfill the words of Isaiah, to be the voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John the Baptist does this with his fiery message to the crowds of repentance and baptism into the forgiveness of sins. For he proclaims, Messiah will come and will soon be here. And then after our Messiah wins for us salvation, he will come again in judgment. As that reading ends, his winnowing fork is in his hand. And he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. It's the same with the third and fourth Sundays. That third Sunday is John in prison and sends his disciples to be sure that Christ is the one to come. Then lastly, it ends with Matthew 1, 18 to 25. The visitation. To joseph in a dream to tell him that jesus is emmanuel god with us it's also in those readings specifically in that one from matthew 3 1-12 that we see that there's a second focus of advent an anticipation of his second coming in fact, the alternate gospel reading for the first Sunday in Advent is Matthew 24, 36-44, where Jesus equates his coming with the flood. How in the days of Noah, the people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving into marriage, and then the flood came and swept them all the way, and only righteous Noah remained. So also when Jesus returns, those who do not believe are swept away. And only the faithful remain. So because this season is one of hope and anticipation, the hope that we have because Christ is going to be, that we're going to celebrate the birth of Christ and the anticipation of his second coming, you'll see that the color on the altar, pulpit, and on the stoles we wear will change in order to reflect That focus of Advent. There are two colors that are primarily used for Advent, each with a slightly different focus. The traditional color has been the color purple. It comes to us from the royal purple of biblical times, and it symbolized wealth and royalty. And it later also came to stand for sorrow and repentance because of its dark shade. Purple can be used in Advent in order to stress the royalty of Christ. That the king of heaven and earth comes to us in lowly estate. And also that for us to prepare for his first and second comings by repenting. Turning to the Lord our God, trusting in him. In Advent, the Gloria and the Alleluia are omitted. Reflecting the more somber mood of these seasons. And so we see that there's this pause on the glory so that it is brought back on Christmas Day when we gather because what more is the glory about the words of the angels? Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Those words spoken in his birth by the angels in heaven. And the other color we can use for Advent, which we use here at St. Matthew's, is the color blue. Because Advent, as a preparatory time of waiting and watching, also communicates the message of hope. So blue, the color of the sky, helps convey that message. Because our Christian faith rests on the hope that Christ, who came in history assuming our flesh, will also return on the last day of time from the same blue sky he ascended long ago. This gives a good summary of what is happening in the church now that we've entered a new liturgical season. We'll continue to take a deeper look at these other seasons of the church year in the future and always see that the whole point and focus of them from the stole, the color of the stole, to the pyramids, investments, is to convey and communicate and cause us to remember the work of Christ on our behalf and to look at how the church has always remembered the life of our Lord throughout that liturgical calendar and the church year. God be with you.